Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A nocturne is a piece of music that's inspired by or which evokes the night. It's also the name of a podcast I've been enjoying recently that was recommended to me by Drew Ackerman, a.k.a. Dearest Scooter, of the unique podcast Sleep With Me, who I had on the show a few weeks back. Nocturne is made by the independent American audio producer Vanessa Lowe, who's intrigued by how people and places can change as day turns into night. As she says, do I truly know you if I only know the daytime you? So here you'll find stories of shift workers and insomniacs, of night adventurers who love having the streets all to themselves, of dreams and sleep anxieties, and of couples who haven't shared a bedroom for years. It's measured and quiet and contemplative. And here's a couple of clips from some stories I've been enjoying recently. Blackfish is all about a Cornish fisherman called Malcolm Saunders, who does some of his best work at night fishing off the coast of the southwest of England. The, the crazy thing is when I started on this boat, when I had it first, I didn't work nights, but then I see it's the best way, so we started working nights. So I don't go very far off the coast, so I go 10 miles to the west or 10 miles to the east, but I'm always close to the shore. I'd have to shoot you if I told you where I went. But there are little places we know like red mullet, like a certain bit of ground, and you, and you know where it is. I mean, even these days, even boats like mine, we've got track plotters, like a GPS you use in your car. So at night, we can go to rocks, which years ago you couldn't do because you needed landmarks to find them, but now we can do it in the dark. Unlike with most modern 9-to-5 work, a fisherman's hours are dictated by many factors outside their control. There's weather, tides... And, of course, seasons. With the night fishing, obviously the days change. We're in June. Are we June month now? But anyway, we're near the longest day of the year where we get an 18-hour day. But in the winter, we only get an 8-hour day. So this time of year, you'd go out just before dark. So this time of year, you would actually work right through the dark until daylight. In the winter, you, I would go at, say, 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, shoot the nets, go in somewhere, get some tea, and then go back out as soon as it's dark and start hauling the nets again. Depending on how much fish you got, I could be back in by 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. If you've got a lot of fish, obviously you wouldn't get back in maybe till dinner time the next day. So it can be quite tiring, yeah. But I love working the nights. The nights are brilliant. As a youngster, I wouldn't have, but now I'm older, I love it, because you're on your own, and you don't have to worry about people following you, you know, people who don't know where to... This is another of the problems with fishing. We got a lot of newcomers coming into the fishing industry who are not from traditional families. They're getting laid off from shore jobs. People, like, in their 50s, they're too young to retire, 
they get a £50,000 redundancy package and they think, oh, I'll go and buy a fishing boat. And then they come here and then they follow us, the professional fishermen, and they have GPSs so they can track us and they can plot us down. In the old days you couldn't do it, but nowadays they can do this and then they just go and buy the nets already made up instead of making them themselves. They can buy it all made. And the next bit they're following you around and then they're catching the fish that you were chasing. And then because they're catching fish and you're catching, there's more fish on the market so the price goes down. So then we get low prices, then you've got to catch more fish to make the same money, but then you can't catch more fish because you've got a quota. <laughs> so, and it just goes round you like a dog chasing its own tail. But they won't go out at night, they're too scared to go out at night. You've got to be a professional to go out at night. So you don't get much harassment from them at night, and it's great, yeah. But there's nothing more beautiful, especially at night. You've got the lights on and you catch, I catch red mullet in the summer. And they look beautiful in the, in the light, they're shining, because my nets are only in the water for an hour or so. And therefore the fish are in prime condition, all the scales are on them. And they come out and they're just glistening and red mullet, as their name suggests, are bright red. And in the light with the water glistening, they just look beautiful. Any fish, mackerel, they're all the same, but underneath the lights, it just intensifies their beauty. And that's just the start. Then you got the weather, you know, even bad weather can be nice, as long as it's not too bad. Well, it's just it's invigorating, you know, you, you're coming back, the boat's full of fish, you're hitting the seas, the spray's flying back, and you don't care. You're thinking, I've got 500 quid worth of fish here for a night's work, that's all right. You know, you just put up with it and get in and go and have a hot shower and go to bed and everything's perfect. And then on a fine night, you look up and there's stars and cloudless sky, no moon out, and you see all the stars up there. And I just lie back on the stern of the boat looking up, my hat nearly falls off, and I'm trying to make out all the constellations, but that's brilliant. You, know, you see shooting stars all the time. You get like 20 minutes, half an hour a night where you can just forget everything. But even then, you still got to steer the boat. It doesn't steer itself. <laughs> you get too contemplative and you end up on the rocks. <laughs> even though Malcolm goes out to catch fish by himself, in those solitary nights, he's rarely really alone. Dolphins, whales, everything, seals, you name it. It's just, it's all out there. Nighttime. Oh, I mean, everything about it. I mean, I could just sit here all day telling you about it. Like, the weather, I just, it's amazing, you know, lightning storms. I mean, the first time I saw dolphins at night, you know, I was in the bow of the boat, and I could hear the squeaking, you know, they squeak. I'm like, what's that squeaking? I look over the bow, and the dolphins were in the bow wave of the boat, in the dark, but then we get this stuff called phosphorescence. It's like a plankton -y stuff which glows green. And as they were going through the water, you could just see the outline of each dolphin completely defined in this electric blue. And, you, and then a f they, the fish would move and they would chase the fish. 
You know, I mean, the first time you see that, it's incredible. Blackfish from Nocturne. Meanwhile, if you've ever stayed somewhere without power or just turned off the lights at night so you can light a few candles and enjoy the way it makes the room look different, then you might appreciate Candle Hour. It's the story of writer and journalist Julius Scott, who was finding that technology use and 24-7 access to often negative news stories wasn't the best preparation for sleep. So she thought back to the power cuts and snowstorms in her childhood decades before and started a relaxing ritual before bed. There's no rules for candle hour. The only thing is, step one is you turn off your devices and turn off the lights or turn them down. Step two is you light a candle or more than one candle and then you do whatever you feel like. Read play music, meditate, write in your journal, sit and stare at the flame, make love to someone, um, make love to yourself. (laughs) Just, you know. It's so obvious and it's so accessible, but it's not something that I remember to do. Well, here it is. It's, It's here to remind you. And it's always been there. It'll always be there. You know, and I'm not a perfect person and observing this ritual you know there's plenty of nights when i i can't don't don't want to do candle hour you know and i'm but it's uh i enjoy it when i do it and it i do sleep better always 100 percent of the time i can say that so let's give it a try let's do it let's turn off the lights so and so let me Feel my way over to the matches and start lighting these candles. <sighs> All right. These matches are crap, so I'm gonna have to use a fresh one for the rest That's, of the candles. I like the smell when you light them too. That's oh, I know that sulfur smell. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's a rich smell. Tobacco patchouli. What do you think? It's 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 subtle, but but it's good. But true to form. I like it. It's not false advertising. I don't think so. Okay, good. One, two, three, four, five. We got six candles going. See how bright it is? It's pretty bright, but it's neat because like this piece of driftwood, and in the candlelight, and it's, it's got all these shadows, and it yeah, already had a bunch of gnarly little kind of crevices and stuff, and now there's a lot to see. Yeah, it's suddenly a much more interesting object. I mean, it, it makes you want to pick it up and look at it and turn it and see what the light will do. You know, and, and you can almost see things, like the light will make you see things. Like, I kind of see, like, the silhouette of, like, some kind of, of fossilized lizard. You know, do you see that with the, yeah. the eye here and then like the tongue sticking out? I saw a dinosaur. A dinosaur, exactly. Yeah, it's a fossilized lizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so that's sort of fun. Plays tricks with your eyes. It's reminding me of, I think a lot, like a year ago, I was in a cabin in the woods and a really dark place. And I opened my eyes at night in bed and saw nothing and... It was like 
like a warm bath for my brain. Like I don't think I'd ever opened my eyes in complete blackness and felt like this kind of, oh my God, this like soothing thing. You know, you know that feeling of awe Mm. when you come out and you're in a totally rural place and you leave your tent or your car or your cabin or whatever, and like there's no urban light pollution and it's just you and the stars and you'd forgotten there were so many. Yeah. That feeling of, oh my God, that awe, I, that mm-hmm. makes me think of that when you're talking about mm-hmm. like this, this feeling of, of, of comfort and like a, a, a warm blanket for your brain. Just being in a small moment that becomes really big in a, in a beautiful way. Yeah. So whatever that is. Whatever that is. Not trying to do anything. It can. It feels huge, actually, to just sit with candles and talk about the smallest thing, which is which is you know this the, eucalyptus seed pot. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing to do. There's no accomplishing to be done. There's there's no achievement available. It's just candles and darkness and and whatever you find your mind wants to do. You see how some of the candles are it's like, yeah, they're like different beings. They all have different personalities. Yeah. Some of them are very peaceful and still. You can barely discern them moving at all. And then others really almost like look like they're trying to get out of their little glass jars. Like, I'm trapped, save me. Do you see what I meant when you asked me what, is, what does it mean to have the candle breathe and in so doing remind me that I need to breathe? Mm-hmm. Do you see how they're breathing? I do. I also like looking at how many different colors are inside a candle. Um, like like the flame, you know, like look at this one. Mm-hmm. The tip of the wick is just the very, very tip is bright orange and then gets a little bit reddish and then black and then the outside of the base of the flame is is blue. Yeah, like there's like different blues in the different. It's like kind of an azure at the mm-hmm. very bottom and then yeah. it becomes like a lighter blue and then what we're doing here is nothing. We're just being. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a gift we don't give ourselves very much. Yeah, it's protecting a part of yourself and saying this is this is a valuable thing that I need to attend to, right? And remember. Yeah, yeah. I think protecting, that's a good way of putting it. Cordoning off a part of yourself for yourself. This is the me I get to keep. This is the me I get to transfer into my sleep and into my dreams. Julia Scott's story in Candle Hour from Nocturne, and she was speaking to Vanessa Lowe, who makes the podcast. More details of how to listen and subscribe at rnz.co.nz forward slash podcast hour now. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.